This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. It's that time of the week when we talk to our tech guy, Richard Pascoe, all of that information that he provides, and we have a little bit of a laugh along the way. Why not? Frivolity, isn't it? The new frivolity out by Streets Ice Cream's Frivolity. Yes, and now if they release some frivolity next week, we want royalties. We want royalties. We want to be paid. Yep. If you've licked your frivolities, we want to know about it. Let's move on. Uh, what do you do if you've received a bizarre scam text? Now, this is going on at the moment, these bizarre scam oh, texts. We are inundated with them at the moment, Paul, really are. They, people on phones would have got these SMS messages. You know, I've received uh, so far today, since midnight last night, nine of them um, as well. So what it does, Paul, you'll get a message on your phone and it says, when they've left a new voicemail for you, you need to click this link to listen to the voicemail. Now, Android users need to listen very carefully to what I'm about to say because it doesn't affect iPhone users. iPhone users can just easily delete the text, end of story. Okay. But if you're, if you're on an Android device and you've gone along and gone and said, well, I'd better listen to what this says... You'll click it, you'll go to a website. The website looks quite legitimate up there, might look like Telstra, and it says, click here to install software so that you can listen to that voice message. If you click that link, it will download an app to your phone. And what happens is that when that app is installed on your phone, all your contacts are uploaded to the nasty people over there and call center stand on the other side of the world. And every password that you used on that phone is also uploaded as well. So it's a very, very serious thing on there. So, you know, don't click that link. Don't download that software because if you've done it, you need to go to a separate device, log into that one and go along and change every password that you used on your phone. It's called the Flubot malware port. Now, Scamwatchable received 300 reports of um, people getting in trouble within about three days at the beginning of last week. This is a very, very serious thing. So, you know, and all the instructions that I've said this morning and more are up on my website um, at talktech.com.au. The link is also on this podcast as well. I mean, you know, we used to have these phones that used to fold out, flip-top phones and all yep. that, which which are not around anymore. Is this no. brand new thing from uh, Samsung, is, is that like the old foldable phones? No, not at all, Paul. It really, it's all screen. Oh, okay. It literally is like you're folding it out and you've got two screens to go along and have a look at. And you can have different apps running on the screens. And on the, uh, the fold, you can do things like have your email on one side of the screen, but have your phone calls on the other one on there as well. Samsung announced two new phones, the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold and the Flip 3. The Flip is just one where we just flip it up and we've got a screen on there as well, uh, two screens. Fold folds out. A bit more like uh, it was a phone, but now it's a bit more of a tablet. When you unfold it, Paul, mm-hmm. it's 7.6-inch screen on there. As, as with every smartphone that comes out now, this thing has five cameras on it as well. Whoa. Because as we know, Paul, every time we buy a smartphone, it's a camera that makes phone calls. 
isn't it, really? Well, it is so, these days, yeah. and people are demanding the quality too. Exactly right. So Samsung have got wonderful cameras in their products. Um, cost is an eye-watering. It starts at an eye-watering. You're sitting down, Paul? Yes, I am sitting down. All right, it starts at $2,499. Whoa, for a phone that's probably made for 10 bucks. Uh, oh, no, probably made for a bit. bit oh, no, not 10 bucks. Paul. But the markup, they, these companies mark them up a lot. No, no, actually, there's not much money in, in these phones. It's like Apple products. Not much money in, the, in Apple products either. Really? The, mar- the margins are pretty wafer thin. It's volume that they sell. Okay. Um, but I always think of these things being made in some sweatshop over in Asia and uh, they turn them out for nothing and then sell them for exorbitant prices. That's what I think, but I'm, I'm wrong, according to you. Yeah, I, I, there is not that much margin in electronics. Like, not like there used to be. Okay. I've got to say, it's, you know, we've got the shipping costs, the manufacturing costs, and yet they do, some of them do get made in um, wonderful factories from our Asian northern cousins out there as well. And, and no, they're not my cousins, but these are the people that gave us COVID, and they're not my cousins because of that. South, South Korea, Paul, some of these get made in. Oh, South Korea. All right. They're not China. No, so. But no, not just. So we'd like to send a big cheerio to everybody in South Korea. Uncle Paul and Uncle Richard love you. Oh all. no, so, no, no. The Koreans are my cousins, but Chinese who brought us COVID nineteen are not my cousins. I know that. So yes, we all know that. So yep. good heavens. So yeah, mm. it's awful. Never so, apolo- The Chinese have never apologised for COVID nineteen, nor do they do no. any. Nor do they do no. anything to help us with it. Yep, and and they've never apologised to those poor bats either. Just got to put that in there. <sighs> We are talking with our tech guy, Richard Pascoe. And Richard, sending an email. Now, uh, you've got to make sure, and I'm sure all of us have done this at one stage, sent an email to a person, but it's not the correct person. I know. This always makes me laugh when this happens. So every time we send emails, and we've got to send a lot of emails to a lot of people sometimes, and we, you know, we, we where do we put those names in there? Are they in, are they in carbon copy? Are they in blind carbon copy? Do we get the order of the people correctly who we're going to send them to so that, you know, the person that runs the organisation is number one, not number 15 on the email? So there's a lot of things to remember sometimes with emails. So make sure you always try, you know, take a couple of minutes, make sure you get that correct when you do it. Because, Paul, there was a New York Times lawyer is currently wishing the earth would swallow him for forgetting what I've said this morning. Because he actually sent a confidential email on how to deal with the union to the union. Oh. It didn't go down well, Paul. No. But that's happened. To, I know that's happened to a lot of people. It's happened to me. I, I was once doing an investigation on a guy in Adelaide. I won't say who it is, but a well-known yeah. person in Adelaide. And um, But uh, this particular person I was investigating, um, I was writing an email to the boss, the producer, Graham Archer, and I g- gave him a rundown on this guy and what I thought of him, uh, what I thought he was up to, uh, why I thought he was a bit of a crook and all of that sort of stuff. And guess who I sent it to? The crook. The crook. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, it came back and I just, I, God, take me away right now. Um, And, of course, he came back with what the, he was up to a bit of shenanigans, but anyway, we cleared it all up. But, uh, oh, boy, I wanted the earth to just eat me up when when that email came back from him. Yeah, that happens. We've all done that. Or we send text messages to the wrong people as well. Oh, that's another one. Yep. 
So yeah, it's it always, occasionally I get one saying I love you. I, you know, I always loved you, and and you're the best thing in my life. And I got no idea who it comes from. Was this meant for me? Oh no, sorry, Richard. It was meant for my husband. So, oh yeah. dear, oh dear, oh dear. Now you've got to be super careful, haven't you? You do. You've got to be very careful. And also, Richard Pascoe, our tech guy, uh, you would uh, agree with me on this. You know when you're going to send a text or an email to somebody and you're angry? Oh, yeah, hold. Hold, hold, hold. Hold, Yes. Don't send emails in anger, people. No, and, you know, and we've all oh. done it. We've all done it. You've got, yep. you know, upset about something and shot it off. And now if you had a, a left it overnight or left it a couple of hours, you would have gone back and corrected a few things you'd said. We all say things in anger, but we you know, do. if you're going to do that sort of thing, wait. People. Wait, wait. Wait. I've learned that from bitter experience. Yes. Okay, <laughs> now we're moving on. Richard Pascoe, our crap tech item of the week. Is an alarm clock, Paul. It's oh. the clocky rolling alarm clock. <laughs> the clocky sounds, rolling alarm clock. Sounds like the worst thing of all time. So when you wake up in the morning sometimes and you lean over to turn this stupid alarm clock off, but what happens to the clocky rolling alarm clock? As soon as the alarm goes off, it starts to roll away from you. What? It, it will jump. It will fall on the floor. It will run around. It makes you chase. It makes you chase it till you get out of bed, while it blares a loud waking up tune. <laughs> and you can experience that every morning. It's designed to roll away from you while ringing, forcing you to turn it off, and then it suppose you're up and awake. I would chase this thing with a hammer and finish it off in one go because I could not think of anything worse than the bloody thing racing around the room and me trying to go, God's sake, stop that stupid thing. I'd finish it off, Paul. It will be dead one day. Do you know, know, I'm I'm, I'm not entirely agreeing with you on this. I kind of think that would be a lot of fun. See, I I get up in the morning and I'm bouncing around and I, I, I like the idea of chasing this alarm clock around the room. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon that novelty would last one day. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. And what do they yeah, want for this thing? The clock, the, uh, $50, Paul. 50 bucks the clock, for an alarm 50 clock? 50 bucks. Yeah. So get four of them, then you can smash. But, you know, it'll last you the week. So how does it, <laughs> Richard, how does this thing move? Has it got legs? It's got wheels on the bottom of it. Oh, it's got wheels. It's okay. got wheels. All so right. it, it literally you turn, you turn, roll off the desk and start rolling on my stupid thing. All right, let's let's. There is a little review here of it. The original alarm clock with wheels, so that it runs off when the alarm sounds, making it impossible for you to just hit the snooze key and then fall back asleep. You have to actually get up and uh, search for it, run after it to turn the alarm off. This is a review of the clock. A concept that came out actually a few years back, but it's uh, sold very well and it continues to be sold today on Amazon. And we decided to take a closer look at it as a very unique tech gadget slash alarm clock for those who have trouble waking up in the morning. by R2-D2. It's also quite durable. At least oh, it's inspired by R2-D2. Oh, I was never a big fan. <laughs> so taking a closer look at the design of the clocky, again, we have a very reflective surface. This chrome one is made out of aluminum shell, so it has the best build out of the uh, collection that uh, Nanda sells. <laughs> oh, it does sound like R2-D2. And to turn off the alarm, you have to tap on either the uh, key that turns off the sound or the one that turns off the wheels and the motor. Or hit it with a bloody big hammer. Uh, 
exactly right. There we go. That's what I like, Paul. So, yeah. Okay, time for our segment. What me off? What is it this week with you, Richard? I'd, I'd like to acknowledge the emails that I received from the Gluten Society and the Vegan Society were less than pleased yes. what I said last week. Oh, <laughs> you were getting stuck into the vegans and the gluten-free people. And, and, the, glu- and the gluten people. The, so, yes. Sorry, the gluten people. And I, I was at arm's length. I did not take part in any of that. And I'm so glad because I received no letters of complaint. Language people. It's not nice. Yes. We don't put that in the letters at all. That's rude. No, right? no, no. <laughs> yeah. we, we like a we like a robust debate but we don't want sort of that sort of language no. used but you no. know you were saying that vegans use that sort of language all the time anyway didn't you <laughs> thanks for that paul throw me under the bus just a bit more so that's good so i'll get more i'll get more letters now Off but you this go. Week, i've got i've got a beauty for you yep you know what's really me off for the last few years what julian assange Oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> I tell you, you you are really coming up with some controversial ones. Well, that's that's why I get the big bucks, Paul. All right. It, it really is. Julian Assange really annoys me. I think he's the most, apart from the, he's a journalist, some bloke get documents for him and release them all that cause, you know, in, in a lot of people's opinion, caused uh, people to die and he holds himself out as a whole. Okay, can I just interrupt you for a second? Yep. I'm out of this one as well. Just officially, (laughs) I am out of this. (laughs) Off you go. All right. But people seem to love Julian Assange. And I honestly, I don't know why. I think speaking, have you ever heard him speak? Paul, give a speech? Yes. I would challenge anybody to stay awake after the first 30 seconds. Do you know he was releasing an app for insomniacs as well? Because it had a recorded speech from him on there. Put you to sleep, 30 seconds, gone as well. And how many more embassies can the, you know, could the bloke have run to as well? In jail at the moment, leave him in there, Paul. But every few months we see a Julian Assange, a bit of publicity comes out free. Julian, bring him home. Honestly, I'm tired of it, Paul. Keep him wherever he is at the moment. Don't want to see him again. Finished? Yep. All right. <laughs> By golly, that was a tirade. Oh, yeah, it annoys me. I like him because he's. I love his blonde hair and he, he he's kind of cute. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, what f***s me off? Well, this week, the toxic people on Twitter. Oh. Now... Oh. Up here in this part of the world, they're big on Instagram, but I'm still a Twitter man and also a Facebook man. Now, the horrible, toxic rants some of these people carry on with. And Twitter banned Donald Trump for what he said, and yet they leave on so many people who use language that a sailor would blush with. Yes. I totally agree with you. Twitter is a cesspool. A cesspool. A cesspool. Now, Donald Trump never said what some of these bottom feeders say about other people on Twitter. The language, the F word is used all the time. Even the C word gets rolled out occasionally. I don't like it when they do that. Yeah, and the N word in racist rants, yet Twitter doesn't cancel their accounts. And how can... Now, let me ask you this. How can the former president, Donald Trump, be banned from Twitter and the Taliban isn't? It's a strange little world over there on social media. Now, I'm just also going to put to, to highlight this. I'm going to put together a bit of a story mm-hmm. about the rise of social media and the Taliban for next week. Oh, yes, I'd be interested in that. 
I thought you might be. So, but so I, I found it very, very interesting. Some of the things that have progressed in the last, um, you know, few days since Afghanistan's fallen. Well, especially in regards to social media and the Taliban. Okay. Well, I'm probably going to say a little bit of that right now, but I'd lo- I'd love it in detail from you next yep. week. The Taliban has a Twitter account. It's, my, it's like Hitler having a Twitter account. <laughs> well, it is. It's like it is. as if yeah. as if uh, Twitter was around in Hitler's days, he would have used it too for the propaganda and all of that sort of stuff. So the Taliban were previously banned from social media platforms because it posted what largely, uh, well, content about violent attacks on US soldiers in the West. Now that the fight with the US is over, the Taliban are shifting to use social media to govern, providing services to citizens in WhatsApp groups and using Twitter to make English language media statements. I think it is absurd and they they won't let Donald Trump on Twitter. Give me a break. Yes, it's it, 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 Twitter needs fixing badly, I think. Well, I'm, um, I'm glad you said that because I agree totally with that. It, it really does need fixing. There, there are so many things wrong on, on Twitter. I mean, there's so many things wrong on Facebook. But, you know, do we think we'll ever see them get fixed? I don't. You I think, I, think I, I really don't think we'll see things get fixed on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Look, I, I th- look I'm, I'm a great believer in free speech and so are you. But some of the garbage, and I'm talking the bad language, I'm talking about the the toxic comments they're making about other human beings, just so bad and nasty that that you have to draw the line uh, for good taste. And although, you know, not everybody agrees with what Donald Trump said, some of the stuff that he said I don't agree with, some of the stuff I do agree with, but he has every right in a democratic society to to be able to get on Twitter. But he has never, ever said and and used that language that these bottom feeders use. And I just can't work out who's uh, making those judgments at Twitter, whose account they cancel and whose account they let go. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, yeah. It needs fixing badly, Paul. Totally agree with you. You might not agree with mine about poor old Julian. Oh, sorry. What did I say poor old Julian for? Julian Assange, say yes, but I do agree with yours. If you've got something on that Taliban and and social media, I'd really appreciate it. No, no, I think we'll, we'll put that top of the agenda for next week. All right, mate. Take care and we'll catch you next week. Look forward to it, Paul.